Hello everyone, I am Felicia Williams. Welcome to the Power Living Under God podcast. You are listening to series one titled Relation Shifts. It's intended to bring awareness to the shifting involved in our connections with men, women, boys, and girls. Like driving, y'all, relating has gear-like phases. Our relationships move into drive, reverse, part, and neutral. You see, these relationships, they're either moving forward, moving backward, or have come to a screeching halt and it needs a little maintenance work or a whole new relationship. Well, you can expect to be empowered by God's word with an authentic conversation about ways to cultivate healthy relationships on this journey as you live an abundant life. Today in episode three, having a healthy relationship with family, I will talk about how we can cultivate our relationship with those persons we call family. I'm going to be using the power source of God's word, the Bible, located as intersection Psalms 133 and 1. And it reads, look at how good and pleasant it is when families live together as one. That's worthy to read again. Look at how good and pleasant it is when families live together as one. That's the version Common English Bible. That's the Common English Bible version. There are many versions, but whatever the version is, the common thread is this. We must live in unity together. Now, is that easy? Absolutely not. Is it worth it? Absolutely it is. So now let's talk about it. Let's talk about family. You know, the people we love to live with or the people we sometimes desire to live without. You know, family. We all have them. We were born into a family. Well, as I thought about the content for episode three, and as it relates to our connectivity to one another in this thing called family, I thought about our lives in the world that we live in today. The family dynamics have changed. It's not traditional with just a man, a woman, and children. There's so many different type of family dynamics, but we just want today in this episode to hone in to just people relating to one another. However you define family, whatever parts play in your family dynamics, but it all can come to this. It's People, people relating with one another. 
Well, what's common is this, no matter the race, no matter the status quo, no matter the nationality, ethnicity, no matter the location, all families need this component in order for the family relationships to be healthy. That is, we all need to care. I care. You care. We need to care. C-A-R-E. And the letters in that word for this talk means this. We all need to communicate. We all need to accept one another. We all need to reflect on how we treat each other. And we all need to explore ways to deepen our relationship with one another. We need to care. In order for us to have healthy relationships, a person in any type of relationship wants to know that the other person cares and vice versa. So again, to care, we need to communicate. Communicate when things are working. Communicate when things are not working. Communicate When things hurt, when there's disappointment, communicate. Communicate when there are highs and when there are lows. Acceptance. Accept one another for who you are. Accept the other person for who they are. And then reflect. Reflect on how you responded in a situation or how you reacted. And last but not least, explore. Explore new ways to deepen the relationships. You do know relationships can get stagnated. You know, come to a halt, just stop. No growth, they just stagnate. And no one can benefit in a stagnated relationship or a part relationship. We benefit from growth. So, as it was recorded in the reading in Psalms 133 and 1, it's good. It's pleasant. God desires and takes pleasure in his children being united together in relationships. That brings the Father pleasure. So we should ask ourselves, have we been pleasing God lately in our relationship with one another? And if our answer is no, it's time for us to Do some repairing, some maintenance in our relationship. This brings me to my very own story. When I reflect back on the relationship I had with my children growing up, as they grew into different stages in life, it was imperative that I grew as well. But that didn't always happen. As I reflect back on it, and they're young adults now, and so that would mean I'm empty empty nester, I think about there were opportunities that I could have done things different, responded a different way. That brings me to some indicators that we can find in every relationship. One of those indicators is courage, the other is discouragement, and the other one is encouragement. I want to talk about discouragement. Where there's discouragement, it leaves a bad taste 
in the mouth of the person who is being discouraged. An example, I think about my relationship with my daughter. There were times that instead of giving her encouragement, I used my words to discourage her. And the word discouragement means a loss of confidence. So what I would say would cause her to lose confidence in who? In herself. By the words her parent, myself as a mother, was saying to her. So all relationships have a discouragement piece in it where we are using our mouths to say things at the wrong time, which leaves a person discouraged along the way. And as I reflect on that, I am able now to change how I relate to my daughter, how I say things to my daughter. We need to be intentional about our speech and our relationships with our family members. So I'm grateful to God that I get the opportunity to sharpen the relationship between she and I. But I'm also aware, as I reflect on, there were things I could have done different. You will hear me say often in this podcast, none of us are perfect. But God gives us the opportunity to reflect on how we can change our now so that we don't repeat our yesterday. And then we can help others learn from our mistakes. So in cultivating a healthy relationship, we can find discouragement. And we want to not discourage our family members. But the opposite of discouragement is what? Encouragement. We need to encourage. To encourage, that is to Offer and give support to somebody because what that does when we encourage somebody, it gives them hope. It gives them confidence. That's the opposite of discouragement. But we have to pay attention to our relationships while we're in them. Oftentimes we're in relationships and we don't pay attention to what's happening. Just like I said, when children are growing up and we're parenting them. We're just going through the motions, we're grinding, but we're not being intentional about how we respond and what the relationship looks like, how it's growing or how how we're nurturing it or how we're not. But thank God for do-overs. When I say do-over, we can reflect and now we can have a relationship with our children or whoever the person may be as we reflect on what has happened to deepen our relationship. And so where we provided discouragement, now we can provide encouragement. Having a healthy relationship. Well, it takes courage, y'all. It takes courage to identify Where there was discouragement, it takes courage to encourage people who may not even, you may not even think they deserve encouragement. Because can I keep it 100, keep it real? Because there were times when maybe the behavior that someone's exhibiting, you may not want to encourage. Instead, you may want to begin to talk about their behavior or judge them for what they're doing that doesn't look like what you would do. The only way you and I can encourage in the time 
in a difficult time is we have to be endowed with the power of God. Our relationship first with God, it helps us to have a healthy relationship with other people. So remember, we must care, communicate, accept people for who they are, reflect on how you're responding, and explore how to deepen the relationship. And even so that it can also represent experience. You want to have a great experience. If you care about someone, the experience will be more rewarding. It's in the best interest of yourself and others that we learn to live together in unity. The enemy wants us to live in discord, to live in gossip, slander, those things that would divide us. If there's any division, you can know the influencer behind it is the enemy. The enemy uses people like God uses people. But if the result is discord and dissension, jealousy, those things that cause division, behind it all is the enemy. But God can take that if we're honest with ourselves Honest in our relationships, be able to call it what it is. You cannot conquer what you will not confront. You got to confront it. We got to communicate. And then we have to accept people for who they are. But God's love is so gracious that God accepts us for who we are, but he loves us too much to, to allow us to stay in the same place. Or the same mindset, doing the same thing. God's grace and mercy on us helps us to grow when we learn from the state of mind that we are in. If that state of mind or those habits are doing a disservice to us and to those who are around us. God cares. God communicates with us through prayer. God accepts us for who we are. God causes us to reflect on where he brought us from. And God wants us to experience his goodness, his love, and his mercy as we allow him to cultivate the relationship first with him. That we can then have healthy relationships with our family members. I'm grateful to God today that my relationship with my daughter I have two sons as well, but today I'm just referring to that relationship with my daughter because that was the one that it was the most challenging, not so much because of her, because of me, because of how I was handling the situations or how I would not accept her for who she was because it wasn't looking like what I wanted to be. But now. Our relationship is growing. It continues to grow. It's because I took a little, I took a look, I took a look in the mirror. I didn't got tongue tied talking about it. But I took a look in the mirror at myself. And because I care about my daughter. And every now and then we communicate. And communication has to do with the way I communicate, the way she communicates. That's not the same. We have to accept our mode of communication. So I'm grateful 
that I can say today, our relationship is better now. It's because of God and it's because I look in the mirror myself and I care. I hope today's episode was inspiring enough for you to subscribe, share, rate, or write a review where you too can make the necessary shift to move your relationship with your family to move it forward. It has been my pleasure to share with you on the Power Living Under God podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Remember, having a healthy relationship involves taking the time to care, communicate, accept, reflect, experience, and explore. This week, it is my hope that you will move your relationship forward with your family. Call somebody, text them, visit them. Don't pass any judgment. Reflect on your behavior, not the behavior of others. And explore ways to deepen your relationship with your family. The family matters, y'all. We need our family. We need the support of one another. Until next time, stay connected to the power living under God.